Hello, race fans. Welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief here, of course, on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined on the podcast by David Cole. Episode number 32, September the 6th. We've rolled into essentially the fall months of the 2018 season. And uh, today's debrief focusing on the extreme Rock Island Grand Prix that, of course, uh, happened at uh, Rock Island, Illinois over the Labor Day weekend, the classic street race. David Cole down there throughout the weekend. Tim Cohen on the mic. David also strapping on the helmet to race with TV Cart Indy. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Let's jump in first and, and talk about our presenting sponsor for uh, this week, uh, this particular podcast. It's ePart Trade. ePart Trade, electronic performance and racing trade, is a trade only online product sourcing platform connecting performance parts suppliers with racing business professionals around the world. The ePart Trade. A platform is technology first for sourcing. The ePart platform is interactive. Suppliers and buyers can connect with each other directly for more information as and to request specific quotes on products. The ePart trade platform is updated daily by their suppliers with new information, offers, and more. The ePart trade platform is the future of the motorsports industry and how we work together. Log in and join now for free at www.eparttrade.com. The racing world is changing, and ePart Trade is changing it. Welcome to the future. And David, welcome to the EKN Radio Network podcast here. We've done a bunch of them. The 32nd podcast of the year. We're going to talk about the Rock Island Grand Prix, where you were. I was, of course, at the IndyCar race in Portland. Um, I will preface the the podcast that you are not feeling well. You are still battling the allergies uh, from Rock Island. David, there's something about that place. It's I think everywhere we go, and you're doing 20-something events this year, Rock Island's the one place that really knocks your allergies for sure. It's a uh, it's a Labor Day weekend type deal where my allergies either kick in the week of or the week after. Luckily, it's more the week after than it was the week before because I don't think I could have handled it. Uh, but it's always the Rock Island hangover, so it's it's not <laughs> necessarily part hangover part yeah allergy. part hangover part allergy. I think this time it's a little <laughs> bit more allergy related because again I felt great all weekend long. You know, did the did the annual, you know, up till one in the morning type situations and and, you know, didn't have anything too extreme as far as uh, just, you know, just allergies really hit me more than anything else. So but gives me that. Well, weird I'll voice. see if I can't do. <laughs> I'll help you do have a little weird voice today. I'll help you out with some heavy lifting. You've got me some good notes. Uh, you'll be able to add some stuff in. But uh, my voice is good. I'll uh, I'll see if I can help you out. Let's let's talk about the race a little bit. 24th edition of the event. Of course, that way we focus now to 2019, the 25th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix. Man, I wish I could come back to that. I won't be able to, but uh, we're going to do what we can to really work with the uh, the team next year to really pump up the 25th. Uh, but as you said, 24th edition. Fans keep coming out year after year. Just a great race. But Dave, for the first time uh, since 2012, uh, you got some rain. The boys had to pull the rain tires out. Yes, it uh, it was something that we were talking about online uh, leading up to the event because I I couldn't remember, and the the only evidence I had was when I raced like for the first ever Briggs two hundred six class in two thousand twelve, and ended up being that was the last time that we actually raced in the rain, and this time the storms rolled through uh, Saturday morning. Luckily, waited until you know we were done uh, Friday night. But uh, they were coming, and uh, it, it, it was a pretty good storm that blew through, and it actually kind of delayed things a little bit Saturday with some lightning still in the area. Uh, but by the time 
uh, lunch break hit, you know, the sun had come out and it already dried up the track. So we had to swap over to, uh, to dry tires, uh, for the, uh, heat races. So it was a, it's definitely a, uh, interesting Saturday for not only myself who was racing, but for everybody else. And a lot of guys actually, you know, re- just sat out practice, didn't even go out in the rain because they knew it was going to dry up. Yeah, and the interesting thing, of course, is if you're if you're new to that race and you're not sure if you had the setup, you need those practice sessions in the in the dry to be able to get the setup. And if you just jump right in the heat, you're going to throw a setup at it and you're going to hope it sticks. I know some guys end up being overstuck. You might be a little loose. Uh, definitely uh, kind of sh- change things up. But let's have a look at the entries, Dave. Almost 300, just five short. 295 entries over 16 categories. All, of course, competing for the iconic Rock Trophy. Uh, 60% of the entries powered by Briggs and Stratton. It really has been, has become one of these awesome Briggs and Stratton races. You know, I've, I've run in, in, in it as well in, in the Briggs. I've done shifter. I've done tag as well, but, uh, I've had so much fun when I've been there. It's been a while since I've been at, at the rock, of course, with my conflict with the road to Indy, but man, Briggs guys just keep coming out 33 in Briggs, 206 heavy one 31 doing the double in the category. 26 in Margay Ignite Senior, uh, 25 in Briggs Medium, 17 in Briggs 206 Master. Just uh, good numbers for sure across the board, almost to that, that nice 300 mark. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, the Briggs power, power Plant has been one of the most popular that we've seen in the last decade, really, to be honest. And it's it's gotten the grassroots area. And with you add in Quincy, you add in the Battle of the Brickyard, and you add in Rock Island for that that Triple Crown. Uh, it's it's really shown to be you know it's almost like the Briggs kind of regional, if not Eastern Midwest type championship program. I like it. I like the Triple Crown program. Uh, I'm also super excited that uh, IndyCar moved the date at Iowa Speedway, so you and I are going to be on track at the Battle of the Brickyard next year. At least that's in my plan right now. Uh, but David, bang on. Just the, the the Briggs program has. We, you know, we talk a lot about it in our Operation Grassroots podcast. We're going to. I have an article I'm working on right now, actually, that shows just how many great numbers we're getting out to, in the different series, and it really has been kind of part of the the. Um, the, the refiring of the excitement uh, at Rock Island, getting those numbers back up, and uh, it's been big. You know, Dave, David Klaus and everybody over at Briggs uh, really hit the hit one out of the park with the 206. Um, Dave, let's have a quick chat, too, about King of the Streets. 25, kind of a return to bigger numbers, and I guess we got to throw a little bit of that at Josh Lane, I think. There's a guy that's passionate about street racing, passionate about shifter racing, and really passionate about the Rock Island Grand Prix. And he took to social media and fired people up and got some contingencies happening. And 25 guys in King of the Streets. That was uh, that was great to see. Yeah, I was going to kind of talk about that a little bit more in our paddock pass. But it it was kind of a good mixture of, of pro tour guys, regional guys, and even masters guys. Because again, the Rock Island, it's while it's not so physically demanding as, say, racing against an S1 guy at like an Ocala Grand Prix or some short track like that, you at least get the extra track time to prepare for your master's class or or if you're just in the open class even too, just racing the king of the streets helps you there. So so the numbers have certainly grown and it was the biggest we've seen since I believe it was 2008. So uh, really good to see that. Yeah, we'll we'll jump into that, get, get you back and talking about that when we get into the paddock pass. And we're going to do that, folks, next. So stay with us. We've got things underway. Rob Howard alongside David Cole, episode number 32 for 2018 of the uh, the EKN debrief. We're looking at the Rock Island Grand Prix. And after this break, David Cole and I will come back and, and uh, he'll give us some insight on what happened off the racetrack. For over a century, 
Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Quality, innovation, and a commitment to success. That's TB Cart USA. Within a sea of mainstream chassis, TB Cart USA is taking the American karting market by storm, winning races all over the country. We have a full lineup of chassis for all categories, beginning with our kit and cadet carts. For Yamaha and Tag, we offer our S55 line of chassis. And for the shifter drivers, our TB Cart S197 is the perfect fit. If you're a Briggs 206 racer, you need our purpose-built four-cycle chassis that's based on our proven TB Cart S55 geometry. If you're looking for a team to race with, give us a call. We offer all levels of support, local and national events. We are here to help get you your personal racing program to the next level. Team TB Cart USA is here to work with you in achieving your goals. For more information, check us out online at www. .tbcartusa.com Welcome back to episode number 32 of the EKN Debrief. Man, we've uh, we've knocked a bunch of these podcasts out this year. We're going to jump into the Paddock Pass now. Again, David Cole will give us some input on what happened off the racetrack. This edition of the Paddock Pass brought to you by Cartlift. 15 years of bringing racers the best karting products is what Cartlift is all about. Whether it's the industry-leading winch lift, motorized cart uh, lift stand, our stand-up tire changer, or our chassis skid plates, you can be sure our products are well thought out and designed to make your race weekend more productive and to save wear and tear on your body and equipment. Cart lift cart stands, built in the USA, built to last. All right, David, knock us out. What, uh, what happened away from the racetrack? Give us, uh, give us some info on the paddock pass. Well, going into the weekend... Um was the removal of the t- the tag classes uh, for the first time since 2000 Rock Island Grand Prix had zero tag classes. Wow. Um, you know, it first began with Rotax for the first three years, uh, obviously with Tom Argy being a big part of uh, the event at during that time. And then as the, the tag kind of exploded onto uh, the scene, uh, you brought on the tag senior and the tag masters category. And, you know, due to lack of, interest really from uh tag racers uh they dropped it so uh no tag master and no tag senior that's wild isn't it you, you look at the the way that the kind of lineup has developed into the briggs categories yamaha still fairly strong at double digit numbers you know yamaha was 16 17 pretty much in the yamaha classes uh but the, you know even the shifters 14 and open shifter uh, 12 and 125, as you mentioned before, uh, 25 and king of the streets. Yeah, it's a, that's a big step, man, that uh, that the X30 senior category that was scheduled to be on. You know, obviously, it's a big program. We're seeing huge numbers, what, 73 uh, X30 seniors at the Scusa Summer Nationals. But those drivers just not electing to run Rock Island. It's an, it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting development in the program and and kind of where that that particular, this this event, where that region's kind of heading. That's, uh, that's something I think we'll be watching. Uh, as we uh, we go on down the line, well, again, it, we we didn't see any. They didn't have it at New uh, Quincy. They didn't have it at Elkhart. It's just you know, club yeah. racing wise, you you're just not seeing a lot of tag racers. And if they do, it's it could be old leopards. It could be old Rotax race, you know, engines. 
even some, yep. you know, fireballs. And, and so it's, you know, really what these events are geared towards is, is club racers. And we sure. just aren't getting, again, those, those, you know, high dollar customers or high dollar racers to come out and do this one-off event that again is no, Dave, I was just, just going to say, it's probably the same thing, you know, the same kind of feel, the same kind of momentum that happened with the uh, RoboPunk 200 at, at Newcastle. They just, there isn't that core group of people that run that X30 or a tag program on a regular basis when you're talking club and regional racers. Exactly. It, yeah. The, the interest just kind of went away. Uh, and it, and it's not so, you know, back then I think it was more the economy, uh, you know, when to, you know, 2008 thing, it kind of fell off after that and has really gone away because just racing an X30 or tag at the national level has become really expensive, uh, even though it shouldn't because, you know, most of the engines are, are pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's the travel costs and, and other things like that, that add up to it. But it's also the, the testing beforehand and it's just, it's, it's weird because, you know, again, we, you know, when Rock Island Grand Prix was at its biggest, it had those big teams coming. It had the champion racing, the, the BTK from Arrow, you know, those guys coming up, Italian motors even coming down and, you know, all different teams from different areas. Now it's, it's, it's one or two teams that are there. And then the rest, it's all just privateer racing. I like that still. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously, I'd like to have the teams, some of the big teams, come back to to again embrace this event. But man, almost three hundred entries. Hey, if they're if they're in the back of a small trailer, a ten foot trailer, I'm all for that. Man, we we love club racing now. Well, yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. But I would love to see you know guys racing out of the back of their pickup truck beating the guys out of the big trailers. We love seeing it at the Pro Tour. That's it. I would lo- I would love to see it again back at at Rock Island. Now David, I read your report. As I said I wasn't I was in Portland for the IndyCar weekend and rode to India. So I read your race report, getting a feel for uh for who was fast and you know what? I, I was caught off guard. Tony Nielsen did not win a race. What what is that all about? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> It's, you know, talk, you know, you, I sat and talked with him after at the, uh, at the banquet Sunday night and, yeah. you know, it, it just, you know, he kind of looked at it and Scott Evans, you know, the veteran being he is, he goes, you know what? It kind of makes that six win weekend really that much more special. Oh, I totally like, agree. You know, you're right. Because this is the first time he's, he hasn't won at the rock Island since 2011. So uh, it's been a while since we haven't seen him carry a checkered flag or take home a rock. It's not but, like he didn't make any money. No, and on the, t- on the flip side, he raced in eight races and finished in the top five in seven of them, where I think he was leading on the last lap in four of them. So again, you know, it's it's not that easy to win these rocks. So I and again, I think that's something that even, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many races you're entered, you still have to cross that finish line first, and it's not easy at any time you are you're out there. Well, on the level of competition, there's so many guys that have been there for year in and year out that got a feel for it. And all they got to do is nail that setup perfectly and, and put themselves in the right spot, right? And they, they can go for that race win. There's no doubt. Well, yeah, not to mention a lot of the new people that are coming in knowing, yeah. hey, Tony's the guy to beat or or especially Cal Stewart or Michael Dittmer. You know, those guys that have been there for a long time, you know, you got some of these new guys coming in, uh, mixing it up with them and knowing, you know, the, these are the guys, this is a guy I got to follow and. And, and for Tony, pass him on the last lap. <laughs> All right, give it, give us more insight on the, the the deal that Josh Lane did. Everything that he put, the prize package that he put together for King of the Streets, because he really did. He really did put some legwork in, made some phone calls, got people going. 
and just got a lot of cool stuff lined up for King of the Streets. And it was it was cool to see drivers step up and, and put 25 carts on the grid. It was, uh, you know, it it was more about, uh, you know, he's all about more about bragging rights, really, than anything. But he knows that prizes and, and cash will get people to come there. And so he was able to, you know, take it into his own hands and, and get a lot of companies behind either offering product or offering cash even uh, for the event. So, you know, one of the, the biggest prizes he did was uh, he got Rock Cup USA to get behind it. And they provided tickets to Rock the Rio for the winner, along with uh, an entry for second, I believe engine rental for third. So it was really cool to see them get behind it. He was able to get cash from either tire or chassis manufacturers um, to, to put in money, even a couple, you know, other uh, companies within the industry as well. So, you know, there's a lot of money, a lot of prizes that he that he uh, offered. He was able to collect, offer it up for for all the racers. You know, even he won one that was like the top finisher over 30. And he really didn't want to take that, but he had to. <laughs> um, so, so, again, we're lucky he's not racing Masters because he probably could have won that race, too. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, hey, listen, though, I'd love to see a I'd like, love to see a Josh Lane versus Lan- Lance Lane battle. I want to see his dad kick his ass. I think uh, I think uh, in the pits he could, but I don't know about on the track. I mean, I mean, sure. Josh. Yeah, Lance had, Lance had beat beat him down in the pits for yes, sure. But yes, that would I don't be know. a given. But you know, on the track wise, <laughs> you know, it was it was a cool event. You know, you had like a Pierce Baldis come and race the King of the Streets for the first time. Uh, yeah, a couple other guys that you know we haven't seen in a while. So like I said, the Masters guys. You had. Uh, Chris Rock and uh, Tim Hannon from New York coming over saying, hey, we're going to bring some more guys coming next year. And I think that's, I love it. you know, that's kind of what we saw for a long time was guys would go, they'd get some guys from their area, they'd come back three or four years, and then, you know, something would happen where they'd, they'd go away. So I think we're in that, uh, that, that, that wave again to where we can maybe get some more people. And, and again, one of Josh's biggest goals going into the 25th running next year is to get to the 30 mark for King of the Streets. And the big thing that's that may help that is the California Pro Kart Challenge not being on the same weekend. So there's a bit of a challenge to get the Musgraves and all those guys that race at the California Pro Kart Challenge to come out to Rock Island and race it because, you know, none of these guys, I mean, they've done Streets of Lancaster, but it's not the Rock Island. That's, you know what, we'll... uh We'll work with Josh. We got we have 360 days to get around the corner and uh, and pump things up for the for the 25th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix. So you can be you can be sure you can's going to get behind it. We'll work with Josh and uh, we'll get that 30 mark. Because back in the day, you said it, Dave. We we used to get a good contingent coming in from Colorado running the, in the shifter cart classes. Um, there's a lot of you know we got there's a lot of areas that we can pull. Whether you're going to run stock Honda, whether you're going to run a mod, whether you're going to run your KZ. We'll, we'll, we'll fire that, things up. And that, that was one of the biggest, you know, debates all weekend was can a, can a 380 pound Honda beat a 405 KZ motor? So yeah. that was, you know, they still all of all those guys on KZ still believe a stock Honda would say a Billy Musgrave or Jake French can do it. Interesting. Well, we'll see what happens next year. Hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. Dave, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Briggs and the Yamaha categories. They had a spec tire uh, for this this year. It was interesting. It was. Uh, Hoosier and Rock Island Grand Prix decided to uh, work together uh, and provided the R60A as the spec tire for all the Briggs 206 categories and the Yamaha categories this year. So 
had a, uh, another, a number of compliments, uh, on the performance of the tire. Uh, and even a lot of the front runners that were racing in the Briggs and Yamaha categories used just one set for multiple classes. So to be able to, you know, withstand the, the 30 or 45, um, uh, laps on Sunday in just like two or three main events, it's pretty good. That's interesting. Speaking of performance, let's talk about your performance, David Cole. You got a chance to do some racing again. You're going to write an on-track article. Uh, you joined the good folks at TB Cart Indy to run in the Briggs 206 Masters class. But uh, as I said off the top of the podcast here, you uh, the rain didn't help you guys at all. You'd never driven the cart before. Rain comes. You throw the thing down at the start of the heat race, not knowing if the cart's going to work at all. And then talk a little bit about that because I know you had a bit of trouble in the heat race as well. Th- things didn't go quite your way this time around. No, and you could kind of expect that at Rock Island. You know, you have your good days and you have your bad days. Last year was pretty good, so I was expecting to be a a, a bad weekend. It wasn't overall bad. It just wasn't what uh, I hoped to be. Uh, you know, moving from the Ignite to 206 Masters, obviously going from the YDS tires to the Grippier Hoosier tires was a kind of threw me off a little bit, ha- not, not having run them before. And just not being used to uh, the grip level that, you know, regular karting tires provide. Um, <laughs> I, you know, again, I'm a club racer. I, I, I probably should race more and more on the hard tires, but I need to learn uh, how to drive on softer, grippier tires uh, in order to better myself. And that's that's basically what uh, what it boiled down to this this weekend was I, I just wasn't good enough. We'll get we'll get some more seat time in the off season, David. We'll uh, we'll figure some stuff out. But we'll uh, I look forward to reading your article, of course, the on track article. David will write uh, about his experiences with TB Cart uh, Indy, and uh, we'll see that coming on EK in the, in the in future days. Let's uh, let's cut to a break here, Dave. We'll come back. We'll let's start talking about some of these races. Obviously, a, a lot of great action uh, at Rock Island. So after this break, folks, we'll get back at it. We're going to jump into the race report here on the EKN Debrief, episode number thirty two. Are you ready to get the 2018 season started? If you're like us, we're ready to get out of the snow and back to the track. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry. With over 50 years of combined karting experience, we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years, from providing a helping hand at a weekday test outing or a club event, to full arrive-and-drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2018, we'll be attending the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Karting Series. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. Starting with the air-cooled 60cc Swift engine and moving through to the incredible X30 power plant, IAMI is providing much-needed stability for the sport. The Swift and X30 engines are the backbone of the Superkart USA Pro Tour and Pro Kart Challenge Series, as well as the USPKS, the Route 66 Sprint Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. 
we're thrilled to introduce the new IAMI KA100 Rejet engine with a special introductory price of just $16.95 until the end of February. The new engine is getting rave reviews and will be part of the USPKS, Route 66, and WKA Man Cup programs in 2018. Watch for more regions of the country to get on board with this new formula. We have two distribution centers in the U.S. to serve you well. Miami East in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Miami West in Temecula, California. The momentum is continuing to build, so it's time to make an investment in stabilizing your engine program. For more information on Miami, head to the website for your region. MiamiUSAEast.com or MiamiUSAWest.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. We're breaking down uh, the 24th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix. David Cole was trackside handling our EKN live broadcast with Tim Coyne, but he also strapped on the helmet with TB Cart uh, Indy. We'll see a report from David on that uh, on EKN in future days. But David, uh, before we jump in, let me uh, introduce our sponsor of the race report here today. It's Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sports racing park just north of Houston, Texas, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866 866- Seven uh, six oh seven race. That's eight six 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 oh seven seven two two three. All right, David. Let's uh, let's drop the hammer here. Get into some race reports. There was a lot of great action there. I, I know that we didn't have the big sweep like we did a couple of years ago with Tony Nielsen. Yeah, she wasn't able to grab a, a rock here this year. Uh, but there are some guys that really stepped up, and, and I, I know that in reading your race report, uh, just some great racing all and all on Labor Day. It was, and that's the one thing we can always expect at Rock Island is is great racing and exciting moments. Uh, some not too exciting moments, me hitting the wall, some other people hitting the walls. You know, that's that's never the fun part. Uh, it's the big good. thump. You know, the big thump when the you hear big, we're at start finish. You can't see. You know, you only see them coming out of six and down into one. All you hear is that big thump, and you know something's happened. Somebody's got into one of the barriers. There were there were a number of big thumps uh, this weekend. Unfortunately. Uh, you know, a lot, and again, a lot of you know, a lot of people going into the wall, but again, nobody seriously hurt. Couple, uh, you know, bust, you know, a couple people had some busted feet. You know, not not too serious, but again, they were able to race and continue on, including uh, Scott Barnes and uh, Evan Stammer from Margay. So, some you know, it's it's just part of street racing. You just kind of you know, you take your bumps and bruises. Michael Dittmer, another one that that got into a, a big wreck uh, on Sunday as well too. So you, you kind of take your bumps and bruises and you, you carry them with the rest with you the rest of your life, but you have the memories. <laughs> that's, that's It's the badge of honor, right? I, I have a plenty of that. Yeah, you do. You do. All right, let's, let's get started with, uh, let's start with King of the streets. Um, obviously David, uh, you know, I'm a, those of you who listen to the, the podcast, you're obviously hearing that David's voice isn't perfect. He's battling some serious, uh, effects of allergies from, from the weekend. And, uh, He's getting better, but he's not at 100%. But, David, uh, pretty impressive for, for Rory Vandersteur to be able to come in and, and essentially duplicate the double win performance that Austin Wilkins put in 2017. Dominated in King of the Streets, led all 20 laps for his first crown and his first rock. Uh, Austin Wilkins coming in second, Josh Lane in third. 
Rory Vanderster then doing the same thing in open shifter again, again, outrunning uh, Austin Wilkins in, in the open shifter class. Tim Hollowell won the battle for third spot. Uh, Wilkins had the fast time, though, in both races, 31.3 and a 31.2. Uh, not quite close to the record set in 2016 at 31.084. Uh, first time, though, David, interesting that an OTK product has won the King of the Streets since Scott Speed did it back in 2007. That's a cool stat for you to bring out. 2002. 2002, pardon me. You're right. Yes. Uh, wow. Yeah. So the, uh, you know, Wilkins was kind of like me where he hasn't raced since last year's Rock Island, but unfortunately he's a little bit younger and stronger and, you know, better. I don't want, I don't want to say better looking, but at least he's a better driver. No doubt uh, about that. But uh, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, Rory being, uh, you know, in the cart all the time, all year long, kind of definitely helped him. But again, you know, Wilkins proved to have the speed to do it, just didn't quite have the, you know, Again, Rory didn't make any mistakes, and, and Wilkins couldn't capitalize on anything. Yeah, Rory's a heck of a shoe, too. Let's let, let's be real. This guy stepped things up, uh, you know, running in the S1 category in the Pro Tour. He's uh, He was so good last year as well. He's, he's just one of the top drivers in the country right now, and it was cool to see him get that rock, though. You know what I mean? It's You look at some of the guys that have won that rock and how important it is to them, whether it's Alan Rudolph or you talked about, uh, you know, we talked about Bobby Wilson getting it, Scott Speed. Uh, you know, these guys that have won these trophies, that it's, it's, it's important to them, man. It's, it's a big trophy to win. It is. And, you know, it was cool because even his father, Gunner, was racing. Uh, he didn't race the King of Streets uh, on Sunday, but he uh, lined up Saturday to race King of Streets and, and Open Shifter and Masters I as well, it. too. So That's awesome. All right, let's uh, move into to, to Yamaha. Morgan Schuler stealing a couple of rocks, uh, David. Uh, top four drivers in that uh, Yamaha Heavy, the first race, the Yamaha Heavy won. Uh, end up getting together in the final lap. Tony Nielsen, Cal Stewart, uh, Michael Dittmer, and Jacobs all getting involved in a, a lap on the on the a contact in the final lap. Uh, but man, you know what? Morgan Schuler, right place at the right time. He was, and again, that that's kind of part of road ra- or you know street racing is is being in the right place at the right time. And you know, again, Morgan is a is a uh, Rock Island Grand Prix committee com- committee member. Long time racer at the event, uh, you know, very dedicated. Again, he's one of those guys that's trying to get Yamaha class to to grow back up into the 30s again, like it used to be. So, yeah. um, you know, for him to to come out uh, with a with a rock is always always good to see, and then to back it up uh, in heavy two again. Yeah, Gage Rucker getting second in heavy one. Dustin Blom uh, finishing in the third spot. As you said, uh, Schuler doubled down, winning Yamaha heavy two as well. Took advantage again of another last lap battle. Uh, come out of turn number six as a leader. And that's that's one of the things I always love when you're announcing the Rock Island, David. I know Tim Coyne will say the same thing. You're right there too. We never know who's coming out of turn six first, right? We're sitting there. At, we're in the in the trailer at start finish. We're covering the race, live coverage, and you just wait to see who comes around turn six as a leader. You do. It, it, it's it's almost more dramatic that way because I agree. Yeah, we we want to know what's happening. We'd love to see cameras up at every corner to to see it, but it's almost more dramatic to to not see it. And just so people know, sometimes we'll so they'll be coming out of five. We can you can hear them around the track. They're coming out of five, and sometimes you just look at the at the grid to try to find the person's mechanic. Right? If the mechanic's jumping up and down, or if they got their head in their hands, you know whether or not their guys out front or not. That's funny. Yeah, and we you had that a lot of times, uh, you know, with the big uh, Nielsen crowd there, the Dittmer yep. crowd there, the Getch crowd, the Payway crowd. You know, a lot of those guys that are right there. You can always you can always hear who's cheering and who's not cheering. <laughs> Agreed. Tony Nielsen grabbing second in Yamaha Heavy Two. Todd Bolton, uh, veteran driver, finishing in the third spot. 
Moving to Briggs 206 Medium, uh, Riley Scott making his debut at the Rock Island Grand Prix. A memorable one for sure. Wins both of the medium races. The 15-year-old driver from Quincy uh, won the uh, famed street race this past June and then came back and added a couple of Rock trophies, David. That's uh, pretty solid for Riley Scott. It was. uh, You know, Scott was able to get away in the first final, uh, winning ahead of Cal Stewart and his father, Jeff Scott. And then you you flip it into the final number two, and the son father duo made history, placing first and second with Riley uh, grabbing the victory. And this was probably the first time ever in Rock Island that you've seen a father son go or son father go one yeah, two. I'm trying uh, to go back. Class. No, I don't think we've ever seen that before. And I've raced against Jeff myself. He's a tremendous racer, and I uh, respect what how he drives. And and we went we went side by side many times. That must have been super cool for him. Now. I got a question. You think there was any thought of him sticking his kid in the wall coming out of turn six? There was none. Not even. I mean, you can, a, you can you can kind of tell it's it, it was kind of you know what was it the Dale Earnhardt playing defense for Michael yeah. Waltrip type yeah. deal, you know yeah type deal. But uh, you know because again you had Nielsen sitting there in third trying to break up these two guys and and uh, you know Jeff wasn't having it. You know you know David you don't leave your wingman. Never leave your wingman. Never especially, leave your wingman. Especially at Rock Island at 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. 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 All right. Uh, that said, Jeff Scott, didn't he didn't go home without any trophies. He was able to get the Rock in the Briggs 206 Masters class. Dave, he was at the front end of the grid. I'm not sure where exactly you were, but he was at the front, front end of the grid. Tony Nielsen coming in uh, as a three-time defending race winner. Kicked my ass the time I was there. His first year running in the Masters category. I qualified second to Tony, but... Uh, I just couldn't hang with him in the race. He was just too, too quick. Um, Jeff Scott and Michael Welsh ended up uh, pushing Nielsen back a little bit. Scott ends up getting the win. So what a what a drive home for the Scott family. That would uh, be pretty solid, you think? <laughs> yeah, this they uh, they joined the Lane family again as the only father son duo to win in the same weekend. So uh, I love it. Pretty pretty cool for them. And yeah, thanks for the uh, jib there. Listen. <laughs> It's a jab, not a jib. Jab. Jib jab. That's my nose. Okay, so David, you end up getting taken out, I believe, in the heat race. Did you start dead last in, in, in Masters? Is that where you started? I, I started dead last. So it's, Dead last. How many guys in your class? 206 Masters. 16. 17. You started 17th. Where'd you finish? Ninth. Dude, that's another top 10, baby. It was a top 10. Uh, you know, I, 10, I have that to look forward to. Uh, you know, the lap time was terrible. Uh, again, it had no reflection on the card itself, more the driver. Um, you know, again, it's, I hadn't raced all year long and, and it's just, you know, nothing, it just didn't seem to click. And I was so waiting for it to keep raining all weekend long. (laughs) Hey, listen, I get it, Dave. Every time I, you know, I don't get a chance to race. You normally race even a little bit more than I do. And I don't get a chance to race that much. When you go to rock Island for me as a guy that doesn't race much and I'm, you know, I'm almost 50. I need that. I need all that track time to get, I, I slowly build up on the speed. You know, I, I start flat in corners, you know, but not from the very beginning, man, with guys like you and I don't come in and run a lot or don't race a lot at all. We just need that extra time. I think to build the speed up. And of course you with the new chassis and different tires, there was uh, there was a lot stacked up against you for sure. Yeah. I should have ran multiple classes that probably would have helped me out a lot. Okay. Not only getting used to the track, but, but getting the chassis to where I wanted it to be. Um, you know, cause again, we had the heat race in the morning warm up, and then we're in the race. And that's so, right. That's right. Just, you know, we, we made, we made some changes that helped, but we didn't make enough changes to help it even more. And no, you, I, you needed another session. You needed another day, right? You needed, needed that, you needed that, that practice session in the rain. You needed that for sure. Um, 
We talked about Lance and Josh Lane. Uh, again, the only the Scots being the only the second family to have ever won on the same weekend. Lance grabbed another rock, his fourth rock trophy, winning the 125cc Masters category. A bit of a wild main event. AJ Nowd out front leading over Jason Campbell and, and Lance Lane. Now makes a mistake into turn one. He goes into the wall. Uh, of course, Jason Campbell, who came back from hard contact in Saturday's heat race, led until a mechanical issue put him on the sidelines. This ended up giving Lane the lead and the victory, his first since 2014 and fourth in his career. How many How many wins does Josh Lane have? I th- I want to say Josh has three. I can, okay. I'll look so, that so up. Dad, as you keep Dad talking. broke the tie. I like that. Yeah. Because nice. uh, Josh has an 80 victory, and I think he's got a king of the streets and then an open shifter. So it, it, they're either tied or Lance has them now. Jason Ewers finishing in the second spot. Chris Rock coming home in third and 125cc Masters. Uh, pretty happy, David, you think, with 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 the Masters guys? Did they, they put a good show on? Oh, they put a great show on. You know, you got the guy, you know, got you got Campbell and Chad Lee coming up to race. You got uh, uh, Chris Rock and Tim Hannon coming from New York to race. So, I mean, the field was pretty stacked. You know, AJ now being right there. I mean, you, you start adding in some of these younger Masters drivers that can come in. I, I, this, you know, you got some guys that in Indiana that probably could have raced uh, Masters this weekend that didn't. So I think, I think that's a category that can grow just as much as the King of the Street. So, but again, it was it was kind of a chaotic final, but it was going to be a great race up until the end when uh, both uh, Nowd and Campbell had their issues. To cap off the shifter card categories of this year's Rock Island Grand Prix, they had the ADC. Uh, 80cc shifter class. Devin Smith-Harden scoring the win over a close battle, battling with uh, Kyle Kennedy and Gage Rucker. Uh, Chase Allard led early, uh, but Mechanical put him on the sideline, similar to what we saw happen to uh, Jason Campbell. Uh, Smith-Harden, of course, then taking over the point. At that point, pressured by his TB cart indie teammate, uh, Kyle Kennedy. Uh, Lap traffic, always interesting. Uh, Gave Devin the gap he needed to win his first Rock Trophy. Kennedy with the fast lap honors in his runner-up run over Gage Rucker. Uh, 80cc, uh, one of the interesting things, David, I think I probably figured there were going to get more drivers. I know that there was kind of a you know a surge in 80cc, the re- revival of that category in the area, but only eight drivers making the call to Rock Island. Any uh, any idea why that happened? I think they're, you know it's still kind of a, a revaluation of the 80 program in Indiana because that's where a lot of these guys are coming from. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we, we were seeing like 20, 25 drivers uh, each weekend at SIRA events and and they're struggling to get people back so I think they're going to take the uh, the offseason and kind of re- reevaluate and see what needs to be, happen to uh, to get more people back in and the funny thing about that is if you like if you like race and shifter because it's so much fun but you don't want that violent kick of running you know 125 is hard in the body especially if you're an older guy uh, the ADCC class is just a blast. That engine's just so much fun. So I, you know, I, I've got one. I'm trying to rebuild over the off season. I know that they're they got a bunch of guys pulling out old 2000, 2001, 2002 carts. Uh, CTS's Track Magic's MX up in Northern California. They're, they're just going out and having track days because the ADCC is still just so much fun to drive. So uh, regarding Devin now. Um, All right, Dave. More imp- Dude, you're the insider. Let's go. So I was in. I was in their pit this this year, right? Yeah, I was in the Margate pit the last three years. Uh, the year before that, I was teamed up with Tony Jump. And then the year before that, I was in the top cart tent, which I think won a rock that year. So I've been in a lot of tents that, you know, I think when I'm in their tent, people win rocks. So I'm just kind of putting that out there for next year. You know, if, if, you're, yeah. if you're really looking for a rock, 
you haven't had it, you should probably have me as a teammate. What's the common denominator? David Cole. David Cole. That's what it is. You, dude, you breed winners. That's what you do. <laughs> well, I hope so. I got two children. They better win. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. All right, folks. We're going to go to another break here with the uh, the good luck charm, David Cole, coming coming back after this, uh, these messages. Stick with us. We got more. The debrief as we break down the Rock Island Grand Prix here on the EKN Radio Network. If you want to drive the best, drive a CRG. Our countless race wins and championships prove this fact, including taking the KZ Finals at the Scuse Super Nationals and the CIK World Championships in both 2016 and 2017. Our material is second to none. After years of independent American importers, CRG is now managed directly by the factory and run out of our state-of-the-art headquarters in Texas. CRG Nordam is the American arm of the CRG factory in Italy, and we're serious about success. We stock a wide variety of parts in all of our chassis, from the CRG Hero for the mini categories, to the Heron for taggeries, the Road Rebel for gearbox competition, and the new FS4, which has been designed specifically for American four-cycle Briggs racing. If you're ready to step up to the national level, do it with a factory race team that competes across the USA. CRG Nordam is a full factory effort with the best personnel and the finest equipment. We're serious about winning, and you should be too. Since 2003, K1 Race Gear has been a one-stop shop for all your indoor and outdoor karting needs. From racing shoes, suits, and driving gloves to chest protectors, rib vests, accessories, and bags, K1 Race Gear provides quality karting products for the enthusiast and the professional alike. We have an incredible lineup of K1 karting suits designed to fit everyone's budget. Check out our entry-level GK2, the new Apex 2, and our top-of-the-line Speed 1 suit. Then, choose from our Apex and RS1 karting gloves and add in our K1 shoes, rib protectors, and neck collars. If you need a custom suit to support your sponsors, we can create a custom look as unique as you are. As you would expect, our custom suits are made to order. With pricing as low as $495, you're sure to find a suit that not only satisfies your racing needs, but is easy on the wallet as well. We take care of all of our customers at K1 Race Gear, not just the ones with deep pockets. Visit k1racegear.com today and get everything you need for your next racing season. Welcome back, folks, to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 32 of The Debrief. David Cole and I are working the breakdown on the Rock Island Grand Prix. David, of course, before the break, uh, trying to tell us that he is the luck, the good luck charm. And if you, if you want to win a rock, put him in your pits and you'll get one. So we'll see if we get any takers on that, David. Should be interesting. Probably none. <laughs> hey, listen, man, you're a good guy to hang, hang around with. You think, you think, I'd, you think you'd be working with, for me this many years if I, if I didn't like hanging out with you? Oh, it's no. true. I've carried I've carried this company for the last fifteen years, right? So yeah, essentially, yeah. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> you carries my luggage. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> and our uh, and our tote right. and our uh, audio tote. You got to carry that around. I'll give you that. Voice. I'll, I'll shut up. You save your voice. I'll keep working here. Uh, Cal Stewart. Let's get back into some racing. Cal Stewart wins his third straight Briggs two hundred six heavy class, uh, the uh, Travis Devrint Memorial Race. 
Uh, first main event of the day that kicked off everything on Sunday with the Travis DeVrant Memorial. Uh, Stewart able to work past Tony Nielsen on the final circuit to claim, claim his lone rock of the event. Uh, once again, awarding that rock to the DeVrant family. Uh, Jeff Scott ends up in second. Justin Wishard in third. He posting the fast lap of the race. Tony Nielsen ended up in fifth. But David Cole, I, I, we talked about the fact that Tony Nielsen doesn't get a win. And then Cal Stewart only gets one. You can you can kind of figure any one of these races, both of those guys that they're running are going to go in and get like six or seven total. You know what I mean? Like these these are the guys that can go in there and win a handful of rocks. And this year they only end up with one. That's crazy. Well, again, you know, as as Scott Evans said, it's it's it shows that just how hard it is to win these rocks. And and again, this was this was the first race of the of the main events and. To watch Nielsen just kind of watch everybody freight train him down as they went into turn one, you could kind of tell he's like, "Man, I guess I shouldn't have been leading this race." Because, <laughs> true enough. True enough. You, know, you you want you you want to lead the race to get away, but it just didn't happen to him. And you know, again, Stewart led the charge to get around, and then the rest of the day, you know, Stewart was was trying to be in the same position in all the other races, and it just didn't happen. So, uh, just goes to show how tough it is to win. We're back at the race report here on the EKN debrief. The race report today brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Uh, Tony Nielsen lost it once again, leading at the white flag of the Briggs 206 Heavy 2 main event. This time, it was veteran Mike Welsh who would grab the checkered flag. Welsh beat Nielsen to the line by just 68 thousandths of a second to earn his ninth career win at the Rock Island Grand Prix. It was his first since 2007. Puts him fourth overall on the career win list. List rather, Jeff Scott completed the podium. What a weekend for Jeff Scott as well on the podium, winning rocks. His kid winning a couple of rocks, but yeah, cool for Mike Welsh, veteran driver goes to goes to fourth on that win list. Man, that's a that's a pretty cool honor, I think, to be up there in that top five. It is, um, you know, I, it took me a while to figure out who he was because again, he came back, I believe, a couple years ago to the Rock Island, back again racing, you know, Briggs and Yamaha. I'm like why does this name sound familiar? And, you know, it took me a while to figure out who he was and, you know, he just kind of has that laid back type, you know, uh, attitude and kind of just goes with it, but, you know, was really, really, uh, excited and, and, and thrilled to be able to, uh, to win another rock. Again. I love seeing the, uh, the emotion when guys win there, you know, we just go back to Matt Payway, weren't winning his first and how important that was for him. And there's just countless guys like Matt that just want to get that one rock, right. Put one on the, on the trophy case. A guy that's got a lot of them is Tim Getch, a multi-time winner at the Rock Island Grand Prix, earned his 11th rock with a victory in the Yamaha medium class. Getch took the lead on the last lap from Cal Stewart to claim the win. Six of his 11 victories came in the Yamaha Supercam medium category. This is another guy, uh, Dave, you know that anytime Tim drops the cart down in the grid, <laughs> he's got a shot to win. He does. He does. Uh, you know, it. It's it's always been in this Yamaha class that you just kind of see him there sitting there, you know, either plotting a way to win or just right? dominating. And and it goes to show with the numbers winning, you know, six six of these classes so, yeah. or six main events in this class alone. So to 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 be able to be put himself now third overall in the win total with with Jason Birdsell and Kyle Wiegand. I mean, again, that's that's a very solid uh, resume. No doubt about that. Nielsen came home in the third spot. Aaron Brombarek, who led a majority of the race, ended up in third. Let's roll over to uh, one of the guys that the first time I met him, him and his uh, him and his buddy uh, Jason Scuzzy North met them at the Rock Island Grand Prix from Bermuda. I'm like, who the heck is this guy from Bermuda? Scott Skitchy Barnes comes in, earns another rock, winning the uh, the Margate Ignite Senior category, and you know. Scott's become a really good friend uh, of mine, yours, everyone at EKN. 
just a tremendous racer, one of the guys that really is a powerhouse behind the karting in, in Bermuda. And to come in to win that Margate Ignite race, David, let's uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, 26 drivers in the field, largest category, largest field for the fourth time for Margate Ignite at Rock Island. But uh, really cool to see Skitchy get the win. It is. You know, he's lucky I didn't race it this year. No doubt. But that wouldn't happen then, right? (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, you know, again, with with the the Margate Ignite program doing the Triple Crown uh, with Quincy, Battle of the Brickyard, and here, uh, it was a different element than the other categories. So it allowed, you know, former rock winners to actually be in this Ignite class this year. And it helped kind of move the, the entry total up to 26 drivers. So that was good to see. But, you know, again, him and uh, uh, 2016 winner Jeffrey Dor- Dolian, again, a guy I raced against and is just 100% committed to to winning. You know, these two kind of went back and forth. And uh, Barnes was able to uh, to snip it at the end with, by uh, – 76 thousandths of a second at the line. Pistol Pete Vetter ended up in the third spot. But yeah, you know, I, I remember back the year I ran uh, the 206 senior class with uh, with the boys, DB Motorsports, Brian McCaddy. I had John, John Walco wrenching on the on my my Cosmic, but I was the best of the rest. I was battling with Cal Stewart and uh, and Skitchy Barnes because they had the big cow catcher nose. I think I finished eighth and the, everybody in front of me, the seven in front of me, all had, all had the big nose on and I just lost that little bit, but it was really cool for me to be able to go wheel to wheel with with Cal Stewart and, and Scott Skitchy Barnes, a couple of guys who really uh, are part of this, part of the lore, part of the history of the Rock Island Grand Prix. I had mentioned that Pistol Pete Vetter ended up in the uh, in the third spot in the Ignite Senior category. He also ran Ignite Masters. Uh, Vetter was one of the guys that uh, that I met for the first time when I went to the Quincy in the Park race with with Keith Freeber and the whole Margay crew. Just a great driver, great guy. He ends up with the second straight Margate Ignite Masters win. David, if you go back to Ignite Masters potentially next year, he's going to be the guy you're going to have to beat. Big lengthy red flag on lap number two, but the race got restarted. Uh, Dolian was out front again. He and Vetter going at it. Final lap, Vetter able to beat him to the line by 69 thousandths of a second. Keith Scharf ending up in the uh, in the third spot. This Margate Ignite program really has just, the way it's exploded, the way it is growing, uh, series at Audubon Country Club. They've got a good little club program there. They got a great program going at Gateway Motorsports Park at the Gateway Cartplex. Awesome to have them of course as part of the Triple Crown uh at uh, and at Rock Island Grand Prix. David, you've you've had a chance to do the Ignite program. It's just such a cool deal. You come in, carts are prepped, and you're racing against awesome guys battling out for for race wins. Just a just a solid program. Well, you know, it's it's simple and easy. Simple, easy and fun. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. That's what you, that's how you get new people into the sport. And, you know, there's a lot of people talking about racing this, this class at Daytona, because again, they offer it during uh, Daytona cart week, WK uh, event uh, and Christmas, Uh, you know, some veterans of the sport are talking about actually racing it because, you know, it's just, there's no, there's no class for them to race. So it's like, why not just do this? It's, it's, it's cool. It's fun. And I get to race Daytona. Heck, Gabby Chavez and Zach Beach last year. There you go. So, you know, and, you know, if if they're able to bring in a couple pro drivers like that again, it'll it'll definitely amp it up a little bit more. So, uh, you know, they they definitely have the program moving in the right direction. Uh, You know, obviously some news that might be coming out about either further expansion. Uh, So we're looking forward to hearing about that. Uh, But again, at the Rock Island, you know, at Rock Island, it's. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they definitely got some. uh, Yeah. at Rock Island, though, it's it's definitely one of those classes that you want to watch uh, from the sideline. 
Or if you're going to get behind the wheel of Masters, you got to make sure you're going head-to-head with Pete Vedder because that guy is a shoe, no doubt about that. But you're right, there is some news coming out soon from Margay. They've, we, we know enough about it, but not everything yet. So stay tuned to EKN. There's going to be some great news from Margay about the expansion of their program. Let's cap off our full race report brought to you by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy with the third of the Margay Ignite categories, and that was uh, the junior class winner. Not decided until late in the day. Great fight, David, for the victory. Four drivers going down to the wire. Yellow flag in turn number one on the final lap, lap though, brought out some penalties. Uh, guys were battling and, and making the move with the yellow, and there was actually penalties, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, for passing under the yellow. Is that indeed what happened? Yeah, uh, one of the uh, uh, drivers in the field further back uh, had crashed after he had uh, received the two to go, uh, and they hadn't cleaned it up in time. And so the leaders went into turn one as the yellow flag was still waving. Obviously, last lap. You know, a lot. You know, guys start 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 making their moves, and unfortunately, some didn't uh, abide to the yellow flag. Some did, so uh, it was there was a lot of talk going on. Through, obviously, I wasn't involved in any of it. I was too busy doing the coverage and racing. So yep. I just know that the discussions went on all day long with officials and racers, trying to make sure uh, they got they got the results the right way they should be. Yeah, as I had said, the race was run, and the rate, then the winner actually not decided to late in the day. Ashton Wheeler was the provisional winner on the racetrack, but getting that penalty moving Jacob Bolin up to P1. Carter Pryor in the second. Wheeler ended up in third over Reed Sweeney. Folks, one more break in the action. We're going to come back and talk about our EKN Trackside Live events that we're heading to through the month of September. Stick with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. If your dream is IndyCar, set your sights on the Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. The first step of the ladder system is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship powered by Mazda, which prepares young drivers for the calculated jump to the Pro Mazda Championship presented by Cooper Tires, where increased power, grip, and aero downforce fast-track your training. The final rung is the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires program. The last four Indy Lights champions will be racing in the Verizon IndyCar Series this year, so it's a proven formula. At all three levels, you will race at premier venues on the same weekends as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. Former Carters fill the roster of Mazda Road to Indy graduates like Spencer Piggott, Gabby Chavez, Zach Veach, Ed Jones, and 2017 Indy Lights champion Kyle Kaiser. Recent karting graduates like Oliver Askew are in the middle of their journeys as well. Follow in their footsteps. Fulfill your dream. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice. The Mazda Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Are you looking for a new card shop, one that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Car Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time karting business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Car Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, 
engines, and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, Miami, MG Tires, Avinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and k It doesn't matter where you live in the country. We will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shopakr.com. Again, shopakr.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shopakr.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network and our 32nd debrief. David Cole and I, Rob Howden, discussing the Rock Island Grand Prix. Pretty much wrap that up. We will have a quick wrap at the very end. But right now, let's jump into the EKN Trackside Live race calendar. Let you know where we're going to be over the next uh, four or five weeks. Uh, This look at the calendar brought to you by Precision Karting Technologies. With over 40 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, and bearings were the source for axle components in the USA. With over 70 dealers throughout the USA and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family-owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. All right, David Cole, we got the four events we're going to talk about. It's uh, They're actually over about a six-week period, not just the four weeks that I had said. Uh, nothing going on here this weekend. I was going to go to Bermuda, decided I, I needed to spend one weekend at home. Uh, the weekend after that, September 14th, 15th, 16th, you're heading back to your second home, Newcastle, Indiana, WK Manufacturers Cup Series race number five. Yes, uh, and they just you know, obviously announced since our last debrief uh, that they'll have a revised uh, track layout. Yeah. So it's not going to be the national layout, so it's going to be something – uh, that not a lot of WK members or racers have ever been on. So that should make things very interesting uh, next weekend for us uh, as we complete the fifth round of six. Following weekend, you're home with the fam, enjoying yourself. I head down to Texas, the finale of the Texas Pro Kart Challenge, September 22nd and 23rd, a Saturday-Sunday race. Practice Saturday, race Sunday, so everybody can get home for work. Dallas Karting Complex and Caddo Mills. I've had a great season with the guys uh, down there, Texas Pro Car Challenge, Gina and Mark French. Uh, just good people, great series. I hope it continues to grow because there's lots of awesome talent coming out of there. I'm back for what, probably two days, three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, actually a couple days because I'm back. I fly out to, you. we both fly out to Lancaster, California on Friday, September the 28th for the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. David, one of our favorite events to head to every year. It is. It's it's very similar to the Rock Island, but it definitely has a different feel, yep. uh, different uh, atmosphere. Because again, we're racing under the lights on Saturday, so that's something you don't typically see with street racing. 
uh, the, just the city gets behind it a hundred percent. You know, we have, you have the section where we sit there at the last corner yeah. where everybody's sitting. We got the big TV, we got the sound system blaring, you know, all the fans in the stands along the fences. It's, uh, makes for an exciting little area that we, that we can actually see. Yeah, the, bu- the boulevard's awesome. It is. It's, you know, definitely de- lots of places to eat, lots of places to drink. Uh, you know, again, it's just a very cool uh, event to be part of. But let's be real. When we start, when we get off the plane, we go to the out burger. It's the first thing we do. Well, yeah, of course. First thing we do. It's it's right there. You you can't. <laughs> you can't do cannot, it. You cannot not go to In-N-Out Burger. And that may be one of the busiest ones I've ever seen. That one is packed all the time. Always packed. Well, wow, I mean, it's right there by the airport. And think how many people go through that airport Screw as up. they're landing. They see In-N-Out Burger and they're like, oh, we got to go there. I got to go. <laughs> all right. Last, you, don't, you don't get that with Whataburger. <laughs> no. Whataburger. <laughs> I'm going to Cattle Mills. Dallas, Texas for the Texas Pro Car Challenge. I'm having Freddy's. That's what I'm having. I'm going to have a Freddy's. There's, there's in and out in Dallas. What? Yes. Here, uh, this, okay, I'm going to have to, I'll have to be doing some fasting before and afterwards because I may have to do Freddy's on Friday, Whataburger on Saturday, in and out on Sunday. Yeah, it, I believe there's one near the airport. It's going to be head to head. It's going to be a head to head battle, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for that on track. <laughs> That'd be great Instagram live video right there. It's happening. It's happening. All right. Uh, final weekend on the schedule, Ecan Trackside Live schedule before we head to um, to Vegas is the WK Manufacturers Cup. Dave, you're going to wrap up that six race series October 26th, 27th, 28th. You're heading back to Mooresville, North Carolina and the GoPro Motorplex. I think there's a Freddy's there too. Dude, dude. You have a Freddy's in Grand Rapids. If you haven't gone there yet. No, there's like three or four of them that I've Go there, dude. Trust me. Freddy's rocks. Mark Trailer told me about it. It is. I, I know. It's right up there, bud. It's good. But yeah, GoPro in October should be pretty interesting. Uh, you know, we could have some rain, could be colder temperatures, especially True. being at the end of October. Uh, that could be an interesting uh, weekend to decide the uh, 2018 champions. That's for sure. All right, David, we're done to the end of this one here. Final words on Rock Island, 24th running, almost 300 racers. Sounds like a fantastic weekend next year, 25th. Big. Yeah. I mean, now all the attention for the Rock Island committee, the volunteer committee turns towards the 25th edition. Uh, You know, again, hopefully the king of the streets, we can get 30. Obviously, the Briggs and their support and the popularity of it, it's going to continue to keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll see all the all the other uh, categories uh, increase in numbers and we'll, we'll hopefully maybe get close to the, the record. I think it's like 350 uh, total entries. So maybe something like that. That would be good to see. Yeah, I think 350. We need to look at 350. We all need to get together. We need to make sure that we bang out of the park for the 25th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix. It's such an amazing event. I wish I could be there. I'm going to be in Portland again. IndyCar, of course, coming out with their schedule, Road to Indy. I'm, I'll very likely be in Portland. Uh, but man, I wish wish I could be at Rock Island too. I love that race so much. And folks, I'm telling you this right now: if you've never been there, do it. Come to Rock Island next year. So 25th, it's going to be a great race. You know, if if you don't want to tow your stuff out, just give the good folks at Margay a call. You can rent one of the the, the Margay Ignite packages. They've got it all there. Trust me, it's a bucket list race. The 25th is the best time to do it. Make sure you put it on your schedule now. 25th running of the amazing Rock Island Grand Prix Labor Day weekend. 2019. Folks, we are done here on the EKN Debrief episode number 32. David Cole, you did a great job getting through it. I know the voice is struggling. Uh, 
Take a big drink of water. We've got more podcasts to do next week. We're going to rock things up over the offseason, folks. Podcasts coming left and right on the ECAN Radio Network. Again, on behalf of David Cole and everybody from the Rock Island Grand Prix, thank you to our sponsors as well. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>